the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com VoiceAmerica.com welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now here's the host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. We're through the fires almost anyway. I want to say that I'm really happy to have my wonderful guest co-host, Diane Chandler. Good morning, Good morning. Diane. And today we have another old friend of mine, playmate Jennifer Lavoie, who is uh, Miss August 93. Welcome, Jennifer. Good morning, everyone. Yay, Jennifer. So, Jennifer, you know, Diane and I had to spend a lot of pre-planning time on this. You know how producers are. And oh, sure. decided that in the first half of the show that I'm going to talk to you about all of your wonderful business ventures, and later on Diane's going to talk more about, you know, the the extreme team and, you know, how you came to Playboy and all of that kind of stuff. So we'll start with the good stuff on the top. First of all, how are you doing? I am fabulous. Nice to, nice to hear from you again. Yeah, I know. Well, everybody has to take their hiatus, you know. Oh, yeah, no, I understand that. <laughs> Some people have kids, and I didn't yet have my grandchildren yet, so I had to, like, hide under a cave for a while. <laughs> but, um, well, I'm really happy that you're joining us on the show because, as you know, Jennifer, like, I've always... Uh, you know, I've always taken an interest in the Playmate set, wanted to, you know, do something above and beyond just posing for Playboy magazine, and you were one of the Playmates that always had, you know, larger goals and were very articulate about them and, you know, tried to work with Playboy as much as you could, you know, to bring attention to your business ventures, and I remember them because I was there. <laughs> you were there. It was I, only a few years ago. <laughs> I know, no. but you know what? When you started doing, when you did the whole handbag company, you know, that yep. was something that started while I was still at Playboy. Yeah, I started that, like, um, right out of high school. I just In high school, I knew I just did not want to go to college. I had, like, no desire to go to college, and um, my mom and I decided that we would start our own handbag company, and it, it was great. I, I For some reason, I had, like, a really good business sense. To, I don't know how, I think I got that from my mom. Thanks, Mom. Um, <laughs> and it just, it, it snowballed from there. I mean, we started with a little tiny company, and it and it really got to be really big. And then, I, you know, after about 12 years, I just kind of got burnt out and decided I would sell it and start a new company. No, well, I, you know, again, isn't that the key to entrepreneurism, though? It, oh, sure. You, you know, know, you just you, you just get to a point where you're like, you know, if you're not having my my thing is if I'm not having fun, I'm not going to do it. So I just was just wasn't having fun anymore with it, and it was just consuming, you know, every moment of my day. So I decided, you know, it would be a good good time to sell it and try something else. I Jen, I have a quick question. When you say you you and your mom put this handbag company together, how did you? I mean, did you just dream up styles of of handbags? Well, and my mom's really creative. She's she's. I'm not so creative. You know, she's she's just she could come up with an idea, and if she has an idea, she could quickly get to the sewing machine and make it. I don't really do a lot of sewing, so uh. what she we actually started our company with one style handbag and like maybe two or three fabrics. And by the time we sold the company, we had like sixty different handbags and about a hundred fabrics. Wow! So it really grew to like a large, you know, like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow! So it was fun. It was well, fun when we had it. But I want to ask you a question. Now I remember, you know, that 
you worked with Playboy Enterprises in getting some of the handbags into the catalogs. I remember that. Yes, I was doing. Well, we also had a, a different um, section of our, like our handbag company that we had was mostly tapestry bags. And then I started doing embroidering. And I had made some briefcases with the little bunny head and the girls' initials. It was basically just to make it for the girls, um, you know, the, the other playmates. Um, but yeah, they were really, Playboy was really good and, and they let me do that. Um, and you know, it was just, a, it was just a little side thing. And then I ended up, I ended up selling the embroidery section earlier than my, um, regular company just cause it was just too, you know, it was just too much for me. I mean, it, we really didn't have a huge staff and it was just overwhelming. Okay. Here's a question that would help entrepreneurs. So you started doing the handbag thing, and your mom's very good with the sewing machine and all of that kind of stuff. So how does one, if a person wants to sell a company, how does one do the basic, you know, function of figuring out how to get that company, how to get the word out that you're selling the company? Well, there's a lot of different ways, but, like, for me, I knew when I was selling my company, I think I sold it in, like, 2002, which, hello, was right after 9-11, was not a good time to sell a company, and I didn't. I knew I would take a big hit if I was selling at that at that time. But I decided that I would go with my my stitchers, the women that sewed my handbags. I would ask them first. Listen, I'm selling my company. You've been here forever. You you know how to sew everything. Is this something that you'd be interested in? And I ended up um, ultimately selling it to one of my stitchers. So for me, it was really easy. But if someone else has a, a company that they're trying to sell, basically what you want to do is take a big inventory first to find out how much your assets are worth. And then you could call in like a broker and have them, because they're going to be knowledgeable as far as what your company is worth. Now, you don't have to use the broker, but it's good to get one in there to just at least get an idea of how much your company is worth. Right. And then you could just go, I mean, God, you could go on, you could sell it on eBay, you could put um, ads in papers. Uh, there's so I would definitely do both. I would put an ad in the in your local paper, and then I would also put something up on eBay or on the internet that you're trade selling. magazines too. I would think possibly trade magazines. Sure, yeah. sure. I mean, you know, you you don't want to spend a fortune. You want to start. You know, the internet's probably the cheapest, and and your local paper. But right. um, you know, and then if you're not having any luck, I mean, it could take a year to sell a company. It could take longer. Listen, it's easier to sell a company than to sell a house these days. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I agree with you on that one. For yeah, sure. <laughs> but I ended up. I got lucky. I had one of my stitchers, and then, um, and then I, I can't really go into it. But I ended up getting the company back, and I ended up having to resell it to someone else, and I and I, I easily resold it. So. It, was, it worked out really well for me. No, that's really great. I, I think that's fantastic. Congratulations. Thanks. It's really, it's wonderful to watch people, you know, do business with a bigger vision and not just knowing that you have to sell stuff, but knowing that you have to build a business and then you could sell it. And it is like owning real estate. It's fantastic. Oh, sure. Really? And I mean, you know, my goal was, I, I just had bigger goals. In my handbag company, I knew that it could be really big, but it needed way more time than I wanted to invest in it. And I just didn't have that kind of time, so I said, "All right, let's let's try to find something else that's you know not so time consuming, and see if we can you know." And I, I ended up getting lucky a second time. So. How many times do you go into a retail store and look at handbags and say, "Oh my God, what a ripoff!" 
Oh, please. I Actually, we had one style handbag. It was called a, 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 it was a double zipper mini, and I'm like, oh, my God. I used to go into craft fairs and, and um, little, um, you know, little boutiques, and oh, everyone ripped off our bag. <laughs> like, oh, no. Oh, well. You no, know. That's terrible. That's but it happens. It happens in every industry. You know? It sure you does. I, I know of another uh, playmate. Uh, I'm not going to mention her name right now, but she uh, manufactures an item that um, she's an environmentalist, basically, and, and uh, she manufactures an item that is... Uh, um, an environment, environmentally friendly item, and she has to be very, very careful because when she goes to shows that are in that industry, the Orientals all come over and oh, they knock yeah. her off right away. Well, can I, can I just tell of. you that my now I'm smarter? Like I have a, a new company that um, before we even started anything, we patented our product, ah. and that's the key thing. Like if anybody out there has an idea. Uh-huh. Spend the money. It's not a lot of money. You can do it on your own. You just call up your local, um, you know, your state, um, yeah. and get and fill out the paperwork yourself, and get that item, get it patented, because mm. that's going to save you, you know. And, and yeah. like, there's a, we're lucky. We have a utility patent, so someone can't just change our product a little bit and try to sell it because then we'll sue them. Right. So, you know, if yeah. you can get a utility patent, that's really, you know, that's, that's your best bet. Well, but, oh, yeah. What kind of business is it now, the new business? Well, a friend of mine that I went to school with in, the, in, the, uh, in grade school, she kept bugging me for like a year. Jenny, I have this idea. I have this idea. And I'm like, Shh, you know, I was in court for a whole year with my handbag company and I'm all stressed out. I'm like, I don't even want to hear about another company. And then finally that all settled and um, in you know, uh, January of 06, I think, I said, you know what, all right, let me listen, let me, let me hear your idea. And she had an idea and it was a plant hanger. <gasps> and I thought, a plant hanger? That's kind of dumb. <laughs> but you know what? There's a lot of dumb million dollar ideas out there. So it isn't though, but you need them, right? Well, right, it's funny exactly. because like what she did was she patented it like five years ago, but she didn't have the knowledge and the experience on how to execute a company. And I basically came in and within two to three months, our company was launched. Because that's where I was more familiar with, you know, getting stitchers and and um, we ended up taking two months hiring all these women to sew our plant hangers and to get samples out, and then we ended up getting our first order, and it was for three thousand plant hangers, oh, and we were like, "Oh crap, your heart!" <laughs> wow. So we basically had to get a factory, um, and now our product is made in a factory. Mm. So, um, but it was it's pretty fun. I mean, I really think Playboy has been a huge help because we did this. We, you know, we started. Work, you know, we were we were doing okay in sales. We were doing all right, but um, we did this show in Florida. It was called the National Hardware Show. It's like a it's a huge lawn and garden show, and anyone who, who's anyone that buys goes to the show. Yeah. And we went, and we re- we realized that wow, it's like our industry is it's all men. There's like barely any women. What a compliment! So that was kind of great because our booth was so popular. Yeah, <laughs> that was fantastic. Well, listen, we're going to have to take a, a quick break, and then okay. we're going to come back, and we're going to talk more about the success of primitive planters and how you went about marketing that. Revisit the why planters are a men's market, which is, oh, it's a hardware show, that's why. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, so stay tuned. 
voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. Festivals. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment. That's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L entertainment.com. Or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. Young people, do you want a forum to discuss your ideas and thoughts about what matters most to you? Speak Up brings together diverse voices, cultures, and ideologies from college-age adults across the country. Host Gina Holland provides a different perspective on how current affairs impact future generations. Broadcasting live every Thursday, Speak Up with Gina urges young Americans to think, ask pertinent questions, and affect change. That's Speak Up with Gina, Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Cindy Rakowitz. Okay, we're back with Diane Chandler and Jennifer Lavoie, and we're talking about how planners ended up to be a very, very hot commodity for Jennifer because she had to go to conventions like the National Hardware Show. (laughs) Okay, so what happens is, okay, so you have these planners, right? And you go to the show, and I guess, did you take a booth or did you walk around and visit people? No, we actually rent, you know, we we bought a booth, or rented a booth, and, um, and... It was just that we we just noticed that wow this is like the the buyers are all men which is kind of ironic since <laughs> most of your garden stuff is bought by women right right, right. so um well we found out that word got out but to one person that I was a centerfold <laughs> and everyone just kind of came in our booth <laughs> yeah it was very funny but you know what it really it got us into some of the major um 
um, distributor shows, which we tried to get into, but no one was giving us the time of day. And then one of the owners from a, a really large um, distributor show called Commerce, he, he's like, oh, all right, you guys seem to be pretty popular over here, and he let, he got us into his show. And, wow. you know, two-day two day show, we, we made $50,000. Oh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. And people say looks don't matter. Come I on. know. Hey, you know what my feeling is? I'm going to do whatever I have to do to make this company successful. <laughs> oh, that, that's awesome. Now, it's funny, though, so... You know, you have to think of these hardware store owners, okay? You know, they could either order it in bulk from some really ugly-looking, you know, people, (laughs) you know, who have raspy voices and are unpleasant to talk to, (laughs) or they could order their inventory from somebody like you. So, you know, really, what makes their lives more pleasant? Sure. (laughs) You know, it was kind of funny because they were like, um, so do you do Store visits? Feed <laughs> <laughs> people for a fee. I'm like, yeah, for my playmate fee, maybe. Um, it was kind of, it's kind of funny, and you know what? It's really nice because we've we've done like ten shows this year, and everyone, like everyone knows just now, and we know everybody, and it's kind of like a nice little family. You know, it's kind of, it's really, it's really weird, but it's like, okay, the garden industry is kind of cool. Like the people are really fun, and yeah. it's really neat. I'm having, a, we're having a ball. I and, you know, I mean, that now, would be just such a pleasant industry to be in. People, you know, are generally upbeat when they're thinking about doing what they're going to do in their garden and stuff. It's a fun thing for most people. But the yeah. other thing is the overall branding right now, and every time has its, you know, every time has its sexy trend. And the internet, of course, was the sexy trend of the '90s or the late '80s when the inter- internet boom started happening, and all these. 28-year-olds or, you know, 19-year-olds were making billions of dollars by starting, you know, Internet companies and selling them. But what we say in the branding business is that anybody that's doing anything that has to do with the environment is, you know, like the Internet was in the right. 90s. Everything's right. green. And if it's ecologically and, you know, or oh, I know. And green, it's going to be huge. Yes. And I think, you know, it's also germane, the, uh, the fact that, you know, so many of us uh, are hitting the baby boomer age and, uh, you know, with empty nesters and things, uh, gardening is one of the things that is so very, very popular with uh, with older people because it's creative and fun and enjoyable and it can even be competitive. I mean, you have, uh, you know, rose contests and this contest and that contest and so... You know, I think anything kind of earthy and, and like Cindy says, and environmentally healthy is a is a real hot uh, um, way to go right now. Yeah, oh, actually, is. gardening gardening is like the number one pastime for baby boomers, which I didn't know that, and I'm like, oh, really? No, but you're not. You know what? You're not quite I'm a baby boomer. No, she's not. <laughs> she's a baby. She's not a baby boomer. No, no. Actually, I think that Jennifer is Gen Y. Yes, you're right. Yes, yes. <laughs> she's Gen Y, so she's not quite an echo boomer, which are, you know, the brats right. that, you know, that I have. <laughs> That are all in college now, <laughs> but she's Gen Y. So Gen Y people are very, very business savvy, and yes. you know, really have learned how to make money and all of that kind of stuff. So good for you, Jennifer. Thanks. I'm having fun with it. Oh, it's great. So what are you now? Are you concentrating most of your time on this? Yeah, it has actually been pretty time. We, you know, when we started our company, we we, did, we didn't realize that um, the garden industry only has two buying seasons 
per year. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, we missed the whole first buying season. Um, but that was kind of good because we learned about the factory and, and, you know, we made our mistakes and we fixed them. And then by the time we fixed everything, um, we were ready to hit all the shows. So it worked out good for us. Oh, that's beautiful. So and yeah. now you're planning your shows for next year. Yep, now we'll be planning our shows for next year. So, um, and, you know, we're, we're smart. We have to try them all out. Some of them were, were bombs, and then some of them were fantastic. So, obviously, we just want to be at those fantastic ones. Okay, so let me give you some hints that might even make this, you know, make you more money. Okay, so here's okay. some hints. I know that word got around before, and, you know, that's why your boots were very popular. But now, you know what? The Wall Street Journal, for example, and you know if you get an article in the Wall Street Journal that, you know, it, it's going to be even more millions of dollars. Sure. Right? So, you know, I think what I would recommend is about three months or four months before the season starts, um, you find out from the Wall Street Journal who would be interested in covering who you know who covers the gardening business, who covers hardware and all of that kind of stuff, and you know go for the gusto. Look at the Wall Street Journal and say, oh my God, this girl is being written about. Why couldn't I? And you know talk about the fact that you know <laughs> this is a really big dollar industry. Jennifer Lavoie has identified it and breaks through the clutter. Okay, now you the only thing that you'd have to be able to do is a reporter is going to ask you questions about your financials, and you have to be ready to answer that. But, my God, if that gets in there, you're going to get offers from God knows who. Oh, hey, that absolutely. <laughs> I like that. Well, you know what's funny? We A lot of things during these shows just happened, and it was just really weird. I mean, we went out to dinner one night, and we bu- we literally bumped into um, a guy, hit his shoulder, like, oh, sorry about that, and, and he, we noticed his shirt said, um, uh, Oh, now I forgot the name of it. It's like the, it's only the largest. It's pet. Uh, it's the largest garden in pet. It's 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 the second largest. Goss is the largest, and then they're they're the second largest. And we just start. It's these two two older men, and we just started talking to them. And we found we come to find out they're on the board of directors, and they're huge. These guys are huge, and they ended up taking a. You know, they one of the guys that I was talking with. I you know he wanted to know about my whole experience with Playboy and all that, and. And he's like, this, you are, you are, this is like fascinating. He, and he's like, do you guys, do you want to join us for dinner? Uh-huh. <laughs> we were like, okay. So <laughs> yeah. We had dinner with them and, and it was, it was, it was such a, I love that this guy was so fascinating to me that he, he really inspired me. He's like, Jenny, you need to, it's funny that you said the Wall Street Journal because he said the same thing. He's like, you need to be in those, the money magazine and, and, Get on the Johnny Deutsch show, and you do. He's like Jenny. You need to use your Playboy experience. You do. It's like you know. Again, like he said, and I said, a combination of there are all of these entrepreneurial magazines. There's, um, you know, Inc. and there's, um, you know, there's the business journals in even your area. Right, right. Cranes. Um, yeah. business and fast company and all of this kind of stuff where they would love to put I mean for their own saleability purposes what better to put on their cover but a gorgeous girl like you you know who's the queen of the garden industry now oh, I, was, I, I know and I'm really going to focus that for, for 2008 I mean I actually Playboy ended up calling me and they're like hey we heard you have a new company do you, do you think we could write you up and put you in the book I'm like uh, yeah sure <laughs> well, Playboy's always supportive again yeah. it's like and the thing about Playboy that's great is you know once affiliated with Playboy always affiliated with Playboy sure, yep. it becomes a part of your history so you own that no matter what Yeah. and um, it well, really you helps. know 
at first my business partner was like, um, no, I have morals and um, I will, and I'm like, oh, and <laughs> wait a minute, you know, I was like, oh, oh, no, 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 you don't want to say that to me, and, and, and I, I had to sit down with her and I'm like, listen, this is my company too, 50-50, and if I know that I can, my, my uh, celebrity status as, as being a playmate can get us further that is what I'm going to sure. do. <laughs> and you can just sit back and reap the benefits because it's going to, you know, I know from just doing these shows, it was a humongous help. Um, you know, we let's just say we wouldn't have gone and sold $50,000 in two days if, if I wasn't a playmate. I can, I can guarantee that because, I mean, it brought people into our booth. Of course. Now, of course, it's our job to sell our product. Now, no one's going to sell our product better than us, so I knew that we had to be at the show. But, you know, I had to make her understand that, you know, this is play, being, an, being a playmate is not a bad thing. You right. know, it's, it's what you use it, you know, what you do with it. Right. And, do something well, positive. You know, Diane and I always talk, and we'll talk more about it in the next coming segments. It's like you also have to define the era that you were a playmate because, you know, it, it, after, you know, things evolved at Playboy and now there's Girls Next Door and, oh, yeah. you know. So, you my year was way different. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, there's two. There's playmates and there's playmates, and, right. you, you know, if you define the era that you were in, I find that the naysayers are, you know, embrace you more. Yes, you know, because there was a time when the magazine really ruled. It wasn't a time when Playboy Entertainment Group or, you know, Playboy.com ruled. It was a time when the magazine right. was really the driving force of all sales. So, you know, you weren't quite in the era when Playboy, when the demand for Playboy became a little bit more hardcore. So that always works to your benefit. And, you know, I think that's a good thing to say to people that say to you, oh, I don't want to bring up the Playboy thing, you know. That is a great, that is great. And I always usually, I usually word it like, Listen, I was a playmate in the early 90s, and that was when Hef was married. He had two young boys. There were no crazy parties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. That's pretty much how I usually word it. No, it's right. You're right. Well, listen, we're going to have to take okay. another break, but I want to just say that um, I want to take a moment to bless our engineers and the staff that's in San Diego for Motivox Broadcasting because they all had to get through the fires, and some of them had to go to Qualcomm you know, stadium to live for a while, so oh I want to just take a moment and, you know, thank God that they're all wow. okay and everybody yeah. else in San Diego, because that was tough. Oh, that was so frightening was to horrible. see on the news. It is. So listen, we'll take a break. We're coming back in a second, and then we'll talk about the fun stuff. Huh? Thank you. All right, stay, <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production of 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. 
visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment. That's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L entertainment.com. Or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakn-rollentertainment.com. The ability to wield power, shape the environment and the outcome, and the desire to make things happen are essential characteristics of all great leaders. Explore the essence of leadership from an insider's point of view on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio, international coach, consultant, and advisor to leaders for over 20 years. Get the unvarnished, inside story on how leaders in the spotlight take the critical decisions that deliver exceptional, real-world results and why they sometimes spectacularly and publicly fail as well. Tune into Leadership Intuitions for a behind-the-scenes look at what gets great leaders up in the morning and what keeps them up at night. Go beyond the conventional advice about what great leaders are and what they do, and learn how to create your own personal legacy as a leader. Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio broadcasts each Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership Intuitions, power, achievement, relationships. If you want to put the pep back in your step, Chad Lafferty says just what you're looking for. Dance is life. Life is dance. It's only about dance. It's about moving through life with style, gaining awareness of the never-ending, ever-flowing movement that accompanies all of life's activities. Dance is life. Life is dance. Broadcast every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Radio Network. Be sure to tune in and tap into the limitless healing that dance can provide. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Now back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're back and we're talking about fun stuff like playmates making lots of money, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we're here with Diane Chandler and Jennifer Lavoie and we're talking about primitive planters and how successful Jennifer is with this product. If you want to look at primitive planters, you could go to www.primitiveplanters.com and if you're in the do it center business or you know, God knows what, Target, <laughs> any yeah, store that Target, we want you. <laughs> you know, you got to call Jennifer Lavoie, go into the website now, primitiveplanners.com, and now we can talk about the sexy stuff like how Jennifer not only posed for Playboy in the early 90s, but then she became this extreme team superstar and did the unbelievable. And at this point, I'm going to turn it over to Diane and call her commentary, everyone. Well, I just want to know if I have to be really careful if I ever, you know, see you coming down the street or something. Oh, no. You're so competitive. I'm competitive, but I'm still really small. So people people kind of look at me and they're like, you did that? (laughs) How did you do that? Well, how did you, I mean, obviously you must have been, because you were always, you know, so, uh, you're such a perfect little body that, you know, clearly you were athletic all your life. Oh, yeah. And so when, you know, what, uh, how did you get involved in this extreme team thing? Uh, um, how did you, did they approach you? 
Yeah, well, I, I, I have always been athletic. I was a gymnast for most of my life since I was three. Oh. And, um, and then I did softball. And I've always, you know, worked out and yeah. stayed fit. Um, but uh, one of the playmates, Danelle Folta, um, April 95, um, she had called me one day because she knew I was, you know, athletic. And she said, Jenny, I want to I do this race. And I'm like, okay, what you know, what is it involved? And she's like, well, it's running, mountain biking, and um, and kayaking. And I was like, oh, I've never run a, I don't even run to my mailbox. <laughs> so it took me a while. It took me like three months to even get up to like three miles. But um, it was it was great. It was great training, and and we we just started doing the um, high tech adventure race series and it was fun and it was much more rewarding than like hanging out and signing autographs. I mean not that I didn't mind meeting you know, meeting fans yeah. and hanging out, but it was just really rewarding. Like you finished a race and you were like, Oh, I feel great But it wasn't um, just a race. Come on. I mean Diane, you have to understand this. I mean I was on I was constantly on the phone trying to figure out how they were placing because, you know, it wasn't televised live I mean, oh wait right. yeah that's the eco challenge well yeah that was the second it was um i yeah then we then we did the eco challenge oh which, i'm sorry yeah. i jumped ahead i am no, so that's sorry okay. but i mean i'm so excited because i was on the phone like hearing like i was worried because ah. you were like climbing on like that shit and i'm I, and i'm like hearing the poison <laughs> and i felt responsible because i was the one that made it i okayed it oh, no. no i know my, my my family and everyone was on the internet trying to follow us and um no that was the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my life. It was the most amazing thing. I just, uh, everyone's like, oh, you know, you you had fun? And I'm like, well, it wasn't fun while we were doing it, but afterwards (laughs) it was like, it's just such a great accomplishment that um, yes, you, know, you must feel such a sense of personal gratification. I mean, this is something that you've done and that, you know, will always, It's it's got to be like, you know, winning the World Series for the Pretty <laughs> much, Russ. It, you know, it, awesome. was, it was fun. I mean, it was a lot of, um, people used to say, um, how, you, you looked really good on TV. How come your face was always clean and everyone else's was dirty? And I'm like, um, because I cried every minute of the day and my tears wiped my, <laughs> wiped the dirt away. Oh my god. Well, I'm sorry, Diane, I'm sorry for jumping ahead, but no, I- No, no, please! I was just so excited because, you know, again, it was, like, this is a big deal. I mean, this was like a really big deal. And I don't want to undercut the fact that, you know, the extreme team was really, really something that put the playmates on a different kind of pedestal than what you would expect. Yes. And, um, you know, Danelle was really awesome and aggressive about, you know, getting the whole thing together. Um, She really made her life out of it, you know, starting with, you know, the extreme team moving forward. And although there were other playmates who tried to do something similar in the years before, Danelle was really the one that was there at the right time in the right place. Yeah. With the right people who were able to support it. Yeah. And um, and she got them that absolutely gorgeous looking um, Fort Bragg Army Ranger that oh. trained them. Oh <laughs> yeah, we had Blaine, and we had we we had Blaine who was a ranger, and then we had uh, Owen West who was of course our teammate um, for the Eco Challenge, and we couldn't have asked for two better guys. I mean, uh, it, it, we would have never finished the Eco Challenge if it weren't for for um, for Owen, because I mean he's just just as Skills and navigating, it was like amazing. Well, how much how much time did you actually put into the training? I mean, we talk about the okay, you are on the extreme team, and the extreme team, you know, did have regular workouts. But when you did train with the ranger and all of that kind of stuff, what was the regiment like? Well, when we, it was funny because they didn't really ask me to do that until one month before the race. 
Now, most people train for the Eco Challenge. It's one year. <laughs> so I had one month, and basically, I went. I did the sleep deprivation training where we just went. We went to New York. We walked around. You know, we just walked New York City, Central Park, all over. I mean, that was that was like interesting in itself. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we stayed awake for 24 hours, and <sighs> and it was it was it was hell. I'll tell you. I'm like, oh. I need my sleep. <laughs> Oh, my God. So did you do, were you active at that time or just walking? I mean, did you do? Nope. Just, we basically threw on backpacks and we just walked and walked and walked. And that was our training, really, for, like, basically what uh, uh, Owen did was he gave me his backpack and he said, all right, Jenny, I want you to put 30 pounds of free weights in your backpack and I want you to walk at home. Just keep walking and don't stop. And that's what I would do. I would just, I'd start in one town. I'd walk through another town. I'd walk through another town. Within like three days, people started recognizing my orange backpack. And they'd be like, beep, 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 beep. Oh, my God. But did it hurt? I mean, because 30 oh, yeah. pounds is a mean, lot. Well, they wanted you to do that because of the the whole feet thing, you know, which everyone ended up getting that foot rot anyway. I remember, yeah. But... If you, I mean, that's the most, I mean, when I started the Eco Challenge, I was a size 6. When I finished, I was wearing size 8 sneakers, and they were killing my feet. So that's wow. how much your feet swell up. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much your training. I mean, you just, it's really mental. It's, it, a lot of it, people were, people were like, how did you beat the Navy team? Like, what, why didn't the Navy team finish the, everyone thinks because you're, your three strong men that you're going to finish. Well, they don't really realize that a lot of men go into those races thinking, you know, you know, I'm so strong and I'm going to kick butt. But it's really a mental thing. Yeah. And you, you can't go in there thinking that you're going to win. We went in there thinking, okay, we have to finish this race. <laughs> that's all we care about is finishing. Wow. Um, so that was, you know, and that's what we did. None of us wanted to be the ones that, you know, uh, we're going to make it so we, do, you know, I, I mean, I was miserable. I mean, but and I wasn't going to be the one that caused us to not finish, so I did what <laughs> I had cried. to do to finish. Yeah, I cried. I just cried. Hey, I'm a Pisces, and it makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> well, were you frightened at all when you were in Borneo? Some of the stuff you guys did over there, I mean, that was, that's like... Oh yeah, like you know what? Jurassic you Park or something. The people that the, the people that watched it on TV, of course, you don't see a quarter of what what was really taped. But there was so many incidents. Like I got separated from my teammates in the middle of the in the middle of the night, which there's no stars out. There were no stars. It's just pitch pitch black. <gasps> and I was out, and all of a sudden, I came across like fresh elephant poop. Oh, no. And they say oh. it. You have to be careful because you you if it, if it's a baby, which it looked like it was from a baby, right? The mother will trample you because she'll think that you're. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get trampled by a freaking you elephant. You were totally by yourself. Did you have a walkie talkie all by myself. Oh, it was so freaky. No and, and communication. How did you find everybody? No, well, I well, you know what it was. They told me because I was like really fatigued. They're like, Jenny, just go ahead, keep riding your bike. We'll catch up to you. And I think I almost. I think I just blacked out. I think I just, like, was hallucinating because I don't remember. I just kept going. I never stopped. And and, they, and it took them a, a long, we just got separated, and it took them, a, like, a long time to find me. Oh. And it was like, 
Well, it was Jim, they seems like they should have given you guys cell phones for emergencies. Well, you can't do that. The, the, we everyone has like every team has one walkie-talkie, and if you use it, you're disqualified. Oh. Um, basically, that's you only use that when you want to say, "Okay, come get me, I quit." Yeah. Um, and you know, obviously, we weren't going to be using that. Right. Yes. So. Oh my. Yeah, gosh. and then we had one section where we were rowing, and a big, huge like. A viper, whatever they, what, it's like their deadly snake in Malaysia, like yes. jumped into our boat. <laughs> no! Oh, yeah. So, oh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that they don't even Nightmare! Oh. oh, scary. But there's a lot of stuff that they, that we didn't get to see on TV that it's just awesome memories for us. Like, oh, and how long did it take? I remember it was like four days or something. Oh, no, no. We finished uh, 10 days and 17 hours, I think. Almost 11 days. Wow. Gosh. Wow. Oh. Boy, I, I bet you wonderful. have some kind of a wonderful plaque on your wall commemorating this. Oh, I, you know what you know what was great for me was um, after the race, like a couple weeks later, I got a phone call from a friend of mine who lives out in L.A., and he's like, Jenny, were you wearing a white bandana at the Eco Challenge? And I went, yeah. He goes, oh, my God. He goes, your face is on Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> and oh, I'm like, hilarious. what? And then, like, the, my phone rings again, and it's, like, it's one of my friends from New York. And he's like, Jenny, did you wear a white bandana? I'm like, yeah. He goes, I just saw you on the side of a bus. <laughs> and you became the poster child for yes, the Eco Challenge. Yes, I was Challenge. the poster right. child for Eco Challenge. And, and, the, and the, um, it was basically... I was sitting on the rocks and I was bawling my eyes out and it said, don't cry, your body needs the water. And that was there. Oh. <laughs> so I'm lucky that I have that because I have big posters. And it's in my gym now. It's like, oh, I'm gonna, that's something I remember. No, it is. Well, it's something you could take along with you to hardware shows. <laughs> Listen, we have to take a break, but we're going to have one more. See, this show goes really fast. We're going to have one more segment to talk about Jennifer, the eco cover girl. <laughs> and um, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. <laughs> Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. Festivals. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L, entertainment.com, or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. If you want to put the pep back in your step, Chad Lafferty's has just what you're looking for. Dance is life. Life is dance. It's only about dance. It's about moving through life with style, gaining awareness of the never-ending, ever-flowing movement that accompanies all of life's activities. 
Dance is Life, Life is Dance, broadcast every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Radio Network. Be sure to tune in and tap into the limitless healing that dance can provide. Can't stop now. Free yourself from the prison of your conditioned thoughts and destroy barriers that hinder your success. Tune into Empowered Living, Life, Truth, and Being Free with host, speaker, writer, and personal coach Steve Maraboli. Steve and his expert guests take you on a quest for truth and highlight philosophies and strategies that help you release your greatest self. It's time to shake off mediocrity, destroy personal barriers, live up to your greatest potential, and align with happiness, success, and excellence with Empowered Living, Life, the Truth, and Being Free with Steve Maraboli. Broadcast every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Empowered living. Life, the truth, and being free. Release the power within. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now let's get back to more Stars of PR. Here's your host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. And I'm turning it over to the two gorgeous, wonderful girls, Diane Chandler and Jennifer Lavoie, as Jennifer Lavoie talks about the fact that she was indeed the poster child. Right. <laughs> The poster child for Eco Challenge Borneo. <laughs> Jen, how did you get? I mean, is your whole family this way? You know, I, I know you worked closely with your mom in the handbag thing. I mean, was she pro playmate? And did, you said you had sisters. Um, was there anybody that was, you know, gave you a hard time or anything about uh, doing the playmate thing? No, um, you know what? I have a really supportive family. I mean, even my grandfather, who used to work, live in like a little trailer. Oh. section, whatever you call those parks or whatever, and he would run around and show all his friends oh, <laughs> before so he cool. died. And um, No, my family was very supportive. I had one relative who was uh, a little anti-playboy, and I just said, you know what, you you just have issues with yourself. And, yes. you know, what, when you yes. get over those issues, you'll, it, you know what, my feeling is I don't do things for other people. I do them for me. And if it, yes. if it doesn't make me feel uncomfortable, right. then it should make you know, right, exactly. Then it's their problem. Yeah, it's their, their problem. problem. I, I don't. I definitely live myself, live my life the way I want to live it, and you know, that's yes, just the way exactly. it is. Well, that exactly. being the case, what what's on the horizon for Jenny Lavoie Productions Inc. Um, I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually studying to become a uh, personal trainer. Um, Wonderful! I bought another company. I, I have a uh, Jail Adventure gear, and I'm I'm I would like to. I figured, listen, I work out every day. I might as well get paid for it. Sure. <laughs> and um, I am gonna just have a little. You know, I'm gonna start out small, but I wanted something like when I get in my 40s and 50s. Um, I want something that I can fall back on. And I love race. I love biking. I love running. I love working out. Um, wow. So that's what I'm doing now. And I mm. I'm, hold on. Sorry, my phone's beeping over. Um, and <laughs> my website, I've had my site, my, my fan website for like eight, nine years now, and it gets busier every single year, which is it's oh. so funny to me, but it's, it's busier every single year. That's and it, that keeps me busy. I, I, that's, sure. that's a daily job for me. Sure. It is, but they're your fans, and you love writing back to every single solitary I do. one of them. <laughs> that's right. And I, I have to say, I, I'm 
Um, that's my biggest compliment is that I'm, I have a personalized website where I, I don't hire someone to answer my email. I do every single one of my own emails. Oh, so, wow. and, and that's just, now what about, um, staying in, I mean, I know you're in New Hampshire. You, you certainly could have moved to LA, uh, as all the playmates, uh, probably could have. And, uh, I chose not to and you chose not to. Um, are you planning on staying in, uh, lovely New Hampshire forever and ever and ever? Yeah, you know what? I love it. I, I built a house like six years ago. I love it. And you know what? I, I'll never forget, but um, I was having breakfast one morning at the mansion, and Hef came up to me. He's like, you know what? I'm really proud of you for staying in New Hampshire or staying where, you, where, you, uh, where your roots are and, and for staying grounded. And I think it is a big difference living in the East yes. Coast and the West Coast. And yep. I, I'm, I love my family. I could never leave my family. And making money to me isn't that important where I would have to – fly the coop and, and leave my family. It's just not important. Right, not important. No, I completely understand. I'm just, um, I think you kind of either are an L.A. person or you're not. Or you're not. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not, definitely I'm not. Here. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So I deal with it better than others, let's say. Well, you know what? The whole thing is, if you are in L.A., um, and again, I came out for Playboy, but it was for my career, um, you know, but I did find, you know, my wonderful second husband. Yeah. Yay! And, uh, you know, been married for over eight years now. It's like as long as you can separate yourself from the baloney, yes. you do oh, okay. Oh, absolutely, yep. Yep, yep. But, you know, in L.A., it's very, it's very, very tempting because you just go to Sunset and, you know, you want to, everybody's very competitive and yeah. you lose yourself. You yes. see these people and they lose themselves and it's very sad because when they become in their 40s and 50s and 60s, they don't know who to be. Right, exactly. Because they're always worrying and thinking about who they're going to be, going to be, going to be. And then suddenly, I mean, it, as, as we all know, I mean, writers and all these different kinds of people, once they hit about 40, they can't get a job. Because uh, the people, you know, they're, they, people don't want them. They want young talent. Oh, yeah. And so if you don't have, you know, what it takes or something to, to fall back on, um, then you're kind of wandering the streets out there and you're already a has-been at age 47 or something. No, that's no, my biggest, that's my big, that's my, <laughs> that's my biggest um, comment to young girls that, that they ask me. And you know, do you have any do you have any advice? And I say you have to have something else to fall back on. You'll, you're not going to be a model forever. You're not right. going to be gorgeous forever. Right. And you have to have something to fall back on. And that's why I think I, I stayed successful because I always modeling was a well, modeling was fun for me. It was a it was a hobby. It wasn't my main goal in life to, yes. to be successful. Yes. Yes, right, and that's what that's what I think has made you such a multifaceted person. Whereas you know we have uh, the expression these uh, cookie cutter blondes that are, <laughs> are uh, often you know in in the magazine, and um, you can tell when you go to glamour con shows and things like that they are they seem so one dimensional. I mean you know it's like the old you know blonde jokes about you know there's there's people waiting to buy pictures from them and they're looking in their little compact. Well, I think, again, it's it's a different time. Like we said, like I said to Jennifer before, you know, if you grew up, if you were in Playboy magazine in the 90s and early 2000s, you know, it was a different era because there were the business, it was just a matter of business and the times. Yes. Um, And now it's, so, you know, in, in our looking back, Diane, we could identify the fact that 
if you were a playmate before the year, let's say 2000, okay, or 2001, yeah. you know, it's a different kind of playmate. It's yes. a different kind of, yeah. you know, psyche and right. growing up with, with Playboy when it was a different, you know, medium at a different yep. time. Exactly, and, exactly. You know, it's, um, but Playboy is still a wonderful thing for people to have, but how do you market it with yourselves? I mean, when you're, when you're exactly. 40 and 50, you have to market it differently than when you were 20 and 30. Right, exactly, that's the thing. And, and I mean, like Jen says, I think it's, you know, it's fantastic that she can go to these shows and things and, uh, you know, the hardware show or the florist show or something like that and, you know, just drop a little, you know, hint to somebody along the line and the next thing you know, people are beating a path to her booth <laughs> because hey, they're like, whatever wow, just like you said, you know. <laughs> and here she's not only, of course, very, very pretty, but very conversant. She knows her product. She can talk to people. She's fun. She's outgoing. And, you know, it gives people a really good kind of heads up on what um, what playmates are, uh, a lot of them at least, uh, like as far as, um, you know, not being just a, just a pretty face. Yep. Oh, well, she kicks ass, Jennifer. I mean, yes. I love Thank the fact you. that you want to go into the training. I mean, that's fantastic. And the whole eco challenge and extreme team background really, you know, Oh, yeah, I'm going to use that to my benefit. <laughs> I'm going to use that to my benefit, too. Yes. I mean, I could just see a whole chain nationwide of Jenny's gyms. <laughs> Jenny's gyms. <laughs> I'll be right Jenny's gyms. <laughs> I love it. But what you could do, what you would do is incorporate everything, I would guess, that you've learned, Jenny. I mean, it wouldn't just be training, but, you know, you would talk about deprivation training, sleep deprivation training, and the things that, you know, make people think with their psyches rather than only their bodies. Only their muscles, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's so yep. many different avenues I want to. I, I, it's funny, yeah. I have two different, um, I, I love boot camp. And I also love, like, the pregnancy postpartum, like that. I, so I'm, I'm going to be – I'd like to specialize in those two. And then – but they're completely opposite. Um, but I, I love them both. So well, I'm going to – I like to get specialty certified in those. That would be great. You could, I could see a little line of uh, little uh, little kids' clothing, you know, little leotards and things. You saying, never know. I'm a little kid workout, baby. <laughs> No, I think, I, no I, it's wonderful, again, to, you know, just explore the minds of a, a person who, you know, became a playmate for Playboy magazine and can go, you know, exponentially a thousand times beyond that. That's what we like to hear. Yes, yes. We really do. And but you know what? We're wrapping up the show. Diane, did you have any last questions? Um, no, not really. I just... I say I think since she's got so much talent going, I think we're going to be seeing more and more of her name. I think maybe uh, her appearance in Playboy will probably be the least of of her achievements. No, we have to get Fast Company Magazine. Fast Company Magazine and those Weeder publications, maybe. <laughs> I know. I'm going to get on the horn now. <laughs> Ink Magazine, you know, all of that kind of stuff because, when you're ready, if you could address the financial questions that they're going to have to ask you, because that's what makes a person, you know, it, it answers person. all the questions for their readers. So that's sure. why they're going to ask you about that stuff. And a person has to really decide whether or not they want to give out proprietary information, you know, or, you know, not get the press coverage. So it's one of those things, but it's something you should think about. I will. I appreciate the uh, the feedback on that. That's, that's 
going to help me a lot. All right, well, well we, we have to certainly wrap up. appreciate your coming on the show, Jenny. It's really been a, this has been a fun interview, and I put a note up on the PML about it, and um, a couple people already responded and said they're looking forward to hearing us this morning. So uh, I know you're reaching lots of your fans, and a lot of people are going to have uh, really enjoyed having you with us today. And again, I always want to thank Cindy for uh, letting me stick my two cents in here and there. She's a natural. <laughs> well, thank you guys for having me. And, and Cindy, it was so awesome talking to you again. I miss you. I miss and you, you are too. always awesome. So I'm really proud of you, too. Oh, thanks, guys. Reunion. <laughs> okay. I'll talk to you all soon. Okay. Right. Take Bye. care, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 